0: Super Talk Mississippi media production.
1: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast, here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. What well, I'm going to
1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. Now, don't forget, there are some good places in Mississippi for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. So head on over to visitmississippi.org and find out more. Okay, everybody confess, who ate Halloween candy for breakfast this morning? me, or at least a piece or two with your coffee. You can't help but to do it, right? They're the right bite size with a good, you know, cup of popping high, piping high coffee. You have your little Kit Kat. You have your little Milky Way. Maybe you got a little Snicker, or an Almond Joy, whatever it may be. Maybe you have a smorgasbord of them.
2: A Hershey's Cookies and Cream Fangs.
1: Right. And, you know, there's I nothing... I didn't do it
2: for breakfast. I had it for lunch.
1: So it's not really your entire breakfast. But it's... If, if your family was like mine, you walked into the kitchen... And we go through the whole having to make trades and find out what our candy we like or don't like sort of things are within our, you know, our big stash that we had just collected. Pay the over.
2: parental Halloween candy tax.
1: Exactly. And so then it's just there. And then you think through your mind, okay, well you know, here it is, might as well get, start getting rid of it, and you just start to find those little wrappers sort of all over through the house for for um, for at least for the next couple of days, if not weeks to come. And Rhino, you said today it's not an official national holiday, but it should be, which would be...
2: Yeah, it's national, all the candies on sale day. Yep. Everywhere.
1: Everywhere. You're
2: going to find some sort of candy on a clearance sale, so you... You may not even know the brand, but it'll be 80% off.
1: And many of you are very excited about that. I know some will even stash it away until next year. I mean, have you checked the shelf life on some of that candy? It will be fine. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of us who still had candy left over from last Halloween, although as your dietitian, my rule of thumb is always you get rid of one ho- ho- holiday's candies before the next one's comes in, which is sort of just to keep the the whole overload at bay or the you know the overdue at bay but i don't even follow that rule at some point i mean it's always good to have a little stash around the house and they will switch all that out for the christmas candy you can bet your bottom dollar now if you walked into your favorite place it's going to have all the things christmas in terms of candy yeah, and the your-
2: cases were going up as the cases for halloween candy were emptying on the shelves
1: and two while we're in confession mode. Do any of you try to go through your Halloween candy and use it for stocking stuffers? I mean, some of it is not, you know, halloweeny, late, halloween-y sort of labeled. Especially if you've got some of those mixed bags of candy that you buy for the different parties or whatnot. Yeah, Except, Tootsie
2: Rolls a Tootsie Roll.
1: Yeah, Tootsie Rolls a Tootsie Roll. The little Hershey's are little Hershey's, the little Reese's. Now some do have the different decorations on the wrapping, but not all of them. I mean, you start stuffing that however many stockings you got. And let's, does your, I mean.
2: Nobody (laughs) is going to bat an eye if it is a Halloween Reese's cup in the stocking. Because it's a Reese's cup in the stocking.
1: My daughter better watch herself if she was to say something about, there's a bat in my, (laughs) on my candy, on my Snickers that's in my, you know, uh, Christmas stocking. I'd be like, don't you be hating on Santa. Santa's, it's hard times. Santa's just trying to make it all, Sort of spread out, and that's waste a, not, want not. Waste not, want not. But it is Halloween is behind us. Whether you enjoy the candy for several more days or weeks, no judgment here. And it is the first of a new month.
2: Which I feel like it, it. It kind of falls in two camps, kind of like the uh, the turkey at Thanksgiving. It, it's divisive. You have with Thanksgiving, you got the people that are like, make cook the biggest possible turkey because I want turkey for the next week. Yes. And you got those other people that are like, if you could just make a small one, that way we eat it all that night, or maybe have a little for lunch the next day. But I don't want I don't want turkey more than a couple of days. I, I can't do that much turkey. So you got those two camps. I think you have similar camps with Halloween candy.
1: You definitely do. You, what you all got the candy? people
2: that are really looking forward to it? If they didn't get a whole lot of trick or treaters, they're just looking at that bowl going, yes. And then you got some that are going, Oh my goodness, what are we going to do with all this candy?
1: And you don't know what to do. And usually, there's a lot of good organizations that have buyback programs. I didn't do my research on that for you today, but many dentist offices will buy back your candy. They'll send it overseas to um, our military families who are serving in different locations who may not have the traditions over there, or to provide them for other goodie baskets for you know things that are up to some good. You can always find those out. Um, but two, I have, I'm still surprised at the folks who who have the traditions of weighing their candy. I had a friend who texts me out of the blue just six pounds this year and I was thinking yes weight loss like new puppy what are we talking about here and she was like no six pounds of candy that's what we raked in while we were trick-or-treating I said you weigh it she said every year we try to see what which year you know we we come home with with a mustache and I was thinking interesting I never thought of that but hey whatever creates an opportunity for you to have fun with your family, then go for it. I even saw one family who I was sitting there talking to a mom. I was at the little trunk retreat at, at church, which many of your churches do uh, during this time. And the, and the little girl ran up out of nowhere and said, two gorillas. And she said, OK, two. That's two. We got two more to go. So they make bets on their way from their family. We're going to see 10 T-Rexes or blow up uh, the little inflatable uh, costumes. Oh, yeah. We're super popular this year. Or we're gonna see six, you know, whatever it may be and on down. I was like, well that's fun. And then I got to thinking, well my family really underdoes Halloween. We don't have <laughs> We don't have any of these traditions uh going on to sort of keep up every year other than your your classic costume, costume slash too much candy slash okay, sit down and Let's see what it, what, you, what you got and then the trading thing, which was fun for us this year because our two-year-old finally, it kind of clicked with what trick-or-treating was all about. At least the free candy part really um, or you get to pick the candy really um, hit home for her. But where my nine year old is still put pressing that older big sister muscle to her advantage, let's pour out all your candy e j and then trying to like she would she would look and go i'll trade you." X Y Z and Z for X, Y, and Z. And I was thinking, well, that's manipulation above her level of intelligence. You can't be doing that to the poor, to the poor, maybe. Like, <laughs> I'm sure there's some, like...
2: I'll give you this ball of fuzz and this open stick of gum for those four Hershey's. Sure, sounds good.
1: Sure, sounds good. She's just, like, pushing it towards her sister. I said, you're completely taking advantage of this entire situation and her dad's over there not mad at it at all (laughs) so but i know where the big bucket is of all the candy so don't worry there will be plenty of the baby's favorites we'll make it back to whatever she wants to do it's just funny how kids are during this time of year saying bucket
2: reminds me of one of the traditions especially when i was really little was going to mcdonald's and getting the special mcdonald's halloween bucket to then carry around trick-or-treating. Yes. Because they had the, the jack-o'-lantern bucket, or they had the mummy head bucket, or the witch head bucket. We had bucket. two
1: jack-o'-lanterns this year. But you can go bougier than that and get personalized ones. But the kids really like the light ones that they can sort of run around with. I really appreciated all the parents I saw, or all the kids I saw, carrying their little Walmart trash bags or whatever around. I'm thinking, yes, you were unorganized or forgot something, and you... You improvise, and the kid's having a good time.
2: Eventually, you age up to a point where you're getting enough candy, or hopefully getting enough candy, to where the the little plastic handle in the bucket just can't quite cut it anymore. So you graduate to either something more sturdy, or the good old-fashioned pillowcase, or Walmart bags.
1: Well, at that time, you should probably be rethinking your activities on Halloween night unless you have like a little tot to sort of run around with you. However, though, as long as you want to get out and have fun and enjoy it, you do you. But we've got Darren and Jackson who asked uh, Rhino, since it's probably on sale, where do you get the big honking, whacking chocolate oranges thingies?
2: Oh, those are great stocking stuffers, but uh, really you can find those year-round. You go to the candy aisle at most grocery stores and they'll have that section of the really fancy chocolate where it's the higher percentage dark chocolates like the 70 percent 80 percent, 90 percent cacao and stuff like that usually near that section you'll also have the ferro rocher the the hazelnut chocolatey things and just the swanky chocolates you'll see the little blue box with the orange chocolate in the middle and it's just it's a chocolate orange it's it's orange flavored chocolate in the shape of an orange and you whack it and it comes apart in pieces it's delicious
1: Sounds amazing. Chris from Oxford, we have schooled you today and something you can do with your child when you get home, but I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be fair either about the bartering. But, yeah, that's what they do. They they dump out all their candy. They um, organize it in like kinds, all the Kit Kats from one place, all the Reese's, all the Tootsie Rolls, all the whatever. And then amongst them, they'll go, I'll give you all my Reese's for your whatever they want. And if they want to, then they sit there and they just barter till they get you know what they want you know life skills things that you're going to need later in life trying to figure out how to get you know what trade all the things you know what America was built on (laughs) Halloween (laughs) all right stick with us we got more good things for you coming up next
0: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 75. Tonight, mostly clear. Lows dipping into the upper 40s. Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 73. And for your Wednesday, a beautiful day on tap as well. Partly sunny skies, high near 69. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
3: career today at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. Our service techs don't just fix tractors. They're
0: passionate about solving problems
3: for our customers. From Yard of the Month to Farm of the Year, we keep our customers running so they can harvest their land's potential. Don't just settle for a job. Come to Ag Up and start a career. Great benefits, family atmosphere, and values. Visit our 16 hometown locations or agup.com to view and apply for job opportunities to move up close to you. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington
0: pontoon boats. All powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon. The dealership that's service built. Gallo here with a word for business owners about direct primary care from TrostCare, Mississippi's walk-in health clinic leader. Direct Primary Care reduces your health care costs for employees by 40%. And they get fast, anytime access to their primary care doctor without copays, Deductibles or unexpected medical bills all for under $70 per month. Give it a shot. Call 601-707-3370 or visit TrustCareHealth.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basil's in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basil's Fountain View at the Renaissance.
5: Go to eatbasil's.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basil's.
4: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights, starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3, Super Talk Jackson.
1: awaiting you in Mississippi, so make sure you take time today to go to visitmississippi.org and explore a little more. Coming up on Wednesday, you can join middays with Gerard Gibbert, excuse me, on Friday from the grounds of the Museum of Mississippi History and the Civil Rights Museum in downtown Jackson for a celebration of our veterans. There will be free covered parking on North Jefferson Street, so join the two museums on Friday as we honor our Mississippi veterans. Okay, I'm going to stick with confession time. One, I want to know who had Halloween candy for breakfast. But moving on from this weekend, I want to know who held out and still has not turned on their heater or who caved in and went ahead and shifted the AC to the heat side because it got low enough. Or at least when you woke up that, you know, uh, I think Saturday, maybe even Sunday morning, at least in central Mississippi and probably even more chillier in other parts of the state where no one would have thought you were crazy. If you just went ahead and did the old little switcheroo while some of us just went ahead and put on our socks and sweatpants and hoodie and said, not today, Satan, maybe one more week, two more weeks, let it get a little bit. Uh, colder. How about you, Rhino? Did you? Do I it? went
2: ahead and clicked over because I've got uh, I've got a big window unit that's AC and heat, so I just switched it over to the heat. But I made sure to back it down to like sixty four or sixty five. So I think it clicked on once in the middle of the night.
1: I thought about it. I really did because I'm usually the first one up, and we're having our um, gas logs worked on, so I don't have that to just click on to have my coffee warm up. Because usually it's still it's this weird. Time of year where you may have the heat in the morning, and then you would click it on to maybe the AC later in the afternoon, or your heat just won't come on. It'll just stay off until it you know gets down sort of low enough. But for me, it's just the first few times that your heat runs. It's just it feels one like your house is going to explode. I don't know. It's like that weird sound, and then the little bit of the smell. And I'm sure oh, yeah, it's probably, that probably smell. not.
2: Everyone knows that, that smell. smell.
1: And so you you just sometimes you put it off. And so someone said, no, I didn't switch over, no switch over yet, but I do keep
2: a hairdryer next to the bed to warm the sheets every once in a while.
1: Well, I have, I'm not sure if that would be meat safety protocol for.
2: I had a friend uh, growing office. up whose twin sister would always sit there and either like do homework or be on the computer or be on her phone with a hair dryer blowing on her feet to keep her feet warm.
1: Is They make. They make space heaters Now, I get needing maybe like a more compact form of heat distribution for your sheets. I'll give you that because there is nothing better than jumping in. They even make electric blankets. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of those. That may be too hot for you. But, hey, if it works for you, it works for you. So I can understand the sheet thing. But the feet thing, they make a wide range of of little space heaters that come in all different shapes, sizes. Oh, so we made
2: sure to poke fun of her, but she she never changed.
1: She wasn't worried about because I think every woman, if you live long enough and you you need a hair dryer, we all have one good war story of that time. This SOB caught on fire while using it, or sparks, or it made a sound, or it started smoking. You know, it went awry whether you used it too long. I accidentally got some product in it. The coal went out. I just feel like me being lost in my homework or whatever I'm reading or doing, I feel like it would just end badly if I was utilizing my hairdryer as a form of either that or she's trying to keep out some noise she's not being honest about because the difference in the background noise of a hairdryer on low is way higher than your normal little space heater. Space heater, heater. Doing, yeah, I'll admit, I'll confess, I, I won't turn over my AC. I mean, my um, central heat until it gets much colder. I kind of like to hang in there and see I how long we you're can go.
2: Have to though. This week, we're going to have a pretty significant swing from today to Friday for the vast majority of the Magnolia State.
1: Well, okay. Well, there, we all have low a threshold.
2: Friday in the thirties.
1: Okay, yes. Then I will. But I'm a year-round space heater user, and so. That's true. But <laughs> you can vouch. You walk into my office here at Super Talk. It doesn't matter if it's June, July, or if it's January, February, anywhere in between. I'm going to probably have it on for the most part. Most of- larger office buildings, which we are nestled in here at Super Talk, usually keep the temperature lower than it should be anyway but then it's the noise for me so you know i like just kind of having that background noise to just sort of drown out whatever's going on in the halls around me and so then i get used to it and so but if you walk into my office you probably and it too it's a great way of keeping folks out hanging out in your office yeah, especially they a want certain to. time of year because <laughs> you
2: come in and you still haven't taken your coat off or you haven't really unlayered from being outside and you walk in the door and it's like whoa I'm suddenly in a
1: sauna (laughs) and I'm like yes if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen so to speak Jeff in Oxford says I have not turned on the heat yet it's currently 65 degrees in my house that's
2: that's like right where you want it
1: that is right where you want it and Chris from Oxford I had a buddy that used to do that with the hair dryer as well interesting to warm
2: up the commode
1: to warm up the commode you must not really have to go go if you <laughs> if you
2: do, 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 while you're just fanning it back and forth to warm the seat, taking your time with a little tune.
1: Either you start drinking your either you start drinking your coffee and you are hair drying the commode at the same time. So, that
2: the, <laughs> so it's first on the list. You go in the bathroom, click on the hair dryer, <laughs> saunter into the kitchen start the coffee, and you just have that in the background while you're waiting on your coffee.
1: And you're waiting on your coffee and for your coffee to do its job so then you can then go use your heated throne. You boys don't have to worry about that at all during this time of year. But depending on where you go, public places or whatever, it can be really cold. And you think about that, like, how bad do I really have to go? Because it can be quite jolting to sit down on a block of ice with what it feels like in the middle of the winter.
2: Well, I mean, the necessity to take a seat doesn't really have a, a gender. Eventually, everybody has to take a seat.
1: <laughs> yes, but the amount of time, like, we, we don't have an option. Well, I guess, I mean, in today's culture, I don't know, there's probably a, a, options. But but still, for the majority of us who identify as female at birth, we do not have an option for for all of that. And so it's cold or you hover. That's I guess that is your only other sort of option to go with there. But when it comes to space heaters, though, I do want to say there are some good tips over at supertalk.fm that our, fire, our state fire marshal office reminds us of. So be smart with your space heaters. And if I, and I know you're an adult listening to good things, so I'm not going to sit here and school you on all the things you know with a space heater. I will say, though, if you're starting to have kids or teens who use them, college roommate, uh, college dorms, college houses, it might not be a bad thing just to be like, hey, I get it. You're an adult. You probably already know this, but just in case you didn't, here's how to use your space heaters without burning the place down because they're not doing anything nefarious, they just may not think things through always, making sure that they turn the things off when they leave to me would be my biggest fear. That's my biggest fear with a space heater is making sure that it's just, you know, turned off. Even though I know Newer models have. Oh yeah, all you of have the, the peace things. of mind
2: of having all the fancy technology on um, nowadays. But yeah, it's still a bad but idea. But the
1: good ones are the old ones. The rattle don't have the
2: creak and crank, and yeah,
1: and don't have the regulators and all the things. And so, yes, those are definitely things that you just need to know your safety concerns around when it comes to that.
2: Operate them within the parameters, and you're good as gold.
1: Yes see just David and Indianola well yes I figured now that there were devices of all kinds for people of all situations
2: uh, from the 601 the, uh, the, the person that used the hair dryer to warm their bed sheets says that they used the hair dryer to warm the commode too it doesn't take that long and uh, they're not sleeping with it on anyways you really got to crank the TV up space heaters in the bathroom but all they sleep under is a sheet and one of those little cheap fleece blankets. So yeah, you want to get that one warm.
1: See so, well, you have a thought like there's a thought process during this time of year. Once it gets super cold, if you do use a fireplace insert, that kind of thing to heat like the heart of the home, just by default your bedrooms
5: they're are gonna going be colder. They're yeah. gonna be
1: colder. And there's nothing worse than being cold and then having to crawl into cold sheets. I mean some of you that you live for that like that's like yes it's going to put me straight to sleep.
2: Oh yeah, I, I, I invested in one of those stay warm 3 4 inch mattress toppers that's cool touch that keeps you cool but it's also a mattress topper. So I've got cool underneath me but then when it gets cooler I get a big fuzzy blanket over the top.
1: Isn't it funny how we all have our processes to approach the changing of the weather which is our sleep in the house and all the things. Yeah, I like I like feeling like the heavy downs, the heavy blankets, feeling snug as a bug. I like it when you can stretch out and you find that cold spot, though, once you've gotten warm. Then you want the cold spot. I just don't want it to be cold upon first entry into bed.
2: Darren Hold and on. Jacksons live a little higher on the hog than we are. He has a fireplace in his bedroom. With burning.
1: Oh, look at you. Look at you, Darren. Snap. Why you got to be so... Bougie up (laughs) All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
0: Today, Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
2: People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world, The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
4: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While above average temperatures are expected across the South this winter, heating costs will still be higher than they were last year central district public service commissioner brent bailey says this prediction is due to much higher retail prices of natural gas and propane and slightly higher expected consumption compared to 2020 earlier this month agriculture and commerce commissioner andy gibson signed an order preventing any type of vaccine mandate in his department
5: in mississippi we got half a million people we know of who right. have the virus and have recovered and have natural immunity but nobody wants to take that into account right. so they're ignoring science it's uh it's ludicrous. I tell you, this is the fight for freedom in our day.
4: He believes that Biden administration mandate threatens millions of American jobs and will lead to a commerce crisis in America. You can read more about what he has to say at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 till 9. Super Talk, Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Supertalk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Supertalk Mississippi.
1: Good Things wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi. Plenty of events and unique places to visit. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We love celebrating birthdays here on Good Things. And the Children's of Mississippi is celebrating the Kathy and Joe Sanderson's Tower. It's turning one. And joining us today is Guy Gieske. He's the CEO of Children's of Mississippi. Hey, Guy. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. I know y'all are gearing up. Technically, the tower doesn't turn one till tomorrow, but we are pre-partying today here on Good Things. So for those that may not know about the Kathy and Joe Sanderson's tower, what kind of good things go on there on a daily basis?
6: Yeah, so it's um, a lot of things. It's it's about 350,000 square feet and... uh, and we've really transformed what, the way we take care of, it, of people and children. Uh, and babies since uh, opening about a year ago. So uh, like one of the things that we do is we provide all of our specialty clinics in one location, two floors uh, on the uh, uh, second and third floor of the, of the building. And uh, and the other thing that's really good about it is we designed this so if you're coming from the northern or southern part of the state and, and you're not real familiar with with us and, and, and the Mac academic medical center is a giant campus, you can go, Uh, in one entrance and uh, one parking garage and everything's easy to find. But we have our our clinics there, we have an imaging center dedicated uh, only for children, and uh, we have a surgical center and uh, our new uh, critical care units, which are the neonatal intensive care unit and the pediatric intensive care unit. So really a lot of uh, new, modern things that uh, really put us in a position to where we're as uh, strong from a facility standpoint as any other children's hospital in the country.
1: And it's crazy to think that its first year was pretty much during a global pandemic, which y'all didn't foresee that when y'all were, you know, fixing to cut the ribbon or thinking about when you're going to, you know, break ground or finally open for the tower. But I know this has been, you know, a thought process for many, many years. So, Guy, how long has this tower been in the making i mean i know a pandemic wasn't going to stop it from coming to fruition so how long ago has mississippi and its supporters been thinking about this tower
6: it's it's actually been a, a, a very long time uh and uh which is uh typical with big projects like this uh, conceptually we started thinking about it about 11 years ago or so before I was even here they were thinking about uh, their areas where they needed to expand and over the last decade or so we've added more than double the amount of physicians that we have pediatric specialists uh, uh, and we've, at, we've more than doubled the access to pediatric specialty care across the state. So we've grown tremendously. So what was a con- concept 10 years ago over, uh, you know, the next six or seven years completely changed because of all the growth. But specifically uh, to this project, once we decided to, that yes, we're going to go forward with the building project uh, until finishing, it was about five years.
1: That's crazy to think. I mean, we we usually come in and enjoy and see the pretty ribbon get cut and, you know, celebrate birthdays. But it's good to also remember all the hard work that went into even making it, you know, a possibility. And needing to expand, Guy, means that, you know, there's a greater need for the services, which can be a good and sometimes not so good thing. But having the services is definitely positive for our families in our state. Do you guys just serve the Mississippi families or does Children's of Mississippi go beyond our borders?
6: It does, so we get patients from all, all over the southeast in our neighboring states as well and uh, many of those patients are closer to come here versus go to a children's hospital within their state uh, and so we, we really look at uh, how we can best serve everybody that, that needs our services uh, and that's, that's what we've done. The other thing that we've done is we put clinics throughout the state from the coast up to Tupelo and and uh, east to, to uh, Meridian and, and in between, in Hattiesburg and other, and Grenada and other places. And so we give patients across the state and even outside the borders, locations where they can see pediatric specialists so that they're not having to travel to Jackson except for those things that really, really need hospital care like surgery or if they need uh, some of our, our critical services.
1: Yeah, I feel like most listening to good things are aware of the Children's of Mississippi and all the good work, but we don't necessarily think about it um, unless we're having to utilize those services. But there are simple ways that we can all sort of keep the hospital thriving and supporting it, even if we don't need to walk through the doors and utilize some of the great things that are going on there. So what are some of those ways that maybe we take for granted of how we can help support Children's of Mississippi?
6: Sure, and, and I appreciate that. It's uh, one of the the, the things that it, it, a lot of people have really taken advantage of over the last several years is our, our Grow Children's campaign, um, which uh, people can donate to whether they need our services directly or support uh, for, for others, but almost everybody in the state can. Uh, has been impacted by our hospital, but uh, growchildrens.org is the site where they can go to do that. The other thing I would say is just making sure that that, that uh, if, if they know people or know of, of uh, people that might need our services, to just recognize that we're here. We are a resource to the state uh, and make sure that other people out there uh, know that we're here to help, uh, no matter what their their uh their need is from, from a uh going to see an outpatient clinic visit, uh they have a fever or a cough uh, or or they need a heart transplant. Uh you know, all of the and everything in between, um, we're here to provide those services to the state.
1: Well, we've got Halloween still on the brain here, Guy, and over on my Good Things Facebook group, I've posted two things that are super cute. Some of the babies there at Children's of Mississippi who didn't get to go out and trick or treat, families still made sure that they were dressed up as cute as a button for um, the holiday. But then you had some special visitors there handing out uh, Halloween candy. What's been it? What ha- how has it been um, Halloween there at the hospital?
6: No, it's it's always a special time for us here and. In- and uh, just like all holidays uh, it, you know we're here for children and and uh, and Halloween is really exciting uh, but we all dress up uh, in Halloween costume and each each the area of the children's hospital has a different theme whether it's uh, pirates or animals or Disney princesses or whatever it is, and uh, and they go around and take candy uh, to the children, and it's kind of like a reverse Halloween or trick or treating, and um, and our NICU this year they actually helped. Uh, the parents dressed these babies in little costumes and, uh, and got pictures for them, so that was exciting. Uh, but I think the other thing exciting about this is these kids are uh, in, in positions where they would like to be out trick-or-treating. And uh, and so we make that as fun for them as possible. We have games and toys, and um, and our child life team does an awesome job of going around and making it as fun for them as if they were able to walk around, or as as much as we can. Uh, and the other thing that's exciting about that is we also recognize that the families, the parents, um, they they eat a lot of candy too, and uh, they really get excited about this as well. So uh, it's it's really to help the children and also so their parents uh, to to realize that uh, the joys of Halloween.
1: And I saw the great partnership, too, between the First Lady of Mississippi, Miss Ellie Reeves, well, with the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, and I think even the Mississippi Highway Patrol. They got together and made some trick-or-treat buckets, and, of course, they passed those out to the kids. And the photos just show, obviously, those kids just want to be, you know, air quotes, normal, like everyone else's kids out there, running the streets and collecting candy. So it's, it's cool to know that you guys provide those opportunities for the patients and uh, the families there. How are you celebrating? the big number one for the tower tomorrow?
6: So we have a, a big event uh, tomorrow at, at uh, in the afternoon, and we're going um, to just recognize uh, some of the people that were instrumental in uh, getting us to this point, uh, especially uh, Joe and Kathy Sanderson. They led uh, the efforts to raise the money for this building and would wouldn't have been able to, to uh, happen without their support, so, uh, but that's 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 probably the main thing that we're doing. There's a couple of other events tomorrow night that we we have some celebrations going on. Uh, ones recognizing Eli and Abby Manning uh, for the support that they've given us. Uh, for this this building, uh, but also over the last uh, ten years or more, fifteen years, uh, that uh, Eli has been very and Abby have been very supportive of our organization. But I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, we also are thankful for uh, Mrs. Reeves and the governor. He's come in the past as well, and uh, and their their continued support of Children's Hospital.
1: And it wouldn't tick without all of Mississippians getting behind it and supporting it. And so this is just. One celebration of many that happens there at Children's of Mississippi so Guy I hope y'all have a great uh, birthday party and look forward to many more years and thank you for your time here on Good Things
6: Thank you very much
1: Alrighty, you guys stick with us, we got more for you up next
0: no drip roofing and construction the name says it all all types of roofing and construction your certified teed shingle installer family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the metro no drip roofing and construction 601-371-1051 here's john and Corey ravenstein for juniker jewelry company in mississippi
3: hunting isn't a sport it's a religion all my buddies grew up hunting and i don't miss a season today being a straight shooter being safe Honest and accurate in the field is the most important thing of all. It's exactly the same way when it comes to diamonds. You want a hunting buddy who can teach you all the secrets of the diamond business. So you really know diamond grading, the four C's, and how you get the most diamond for your hard-earned money. That's exactly what you get when you shop for your diamond at Jenica Jewelry Company. As Mississippi's direct diamond importers, we're a target-rich environment. With ten times the diamonds you'll find in average stores. And Diamond for Diamond, the guaranteed best price in the state. And that's shooting you straight. Nine out of ten, Mississippi women
0: agree. The more a man hunts, the more he needs junikers. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com
4: home is where your life happens so make it reflect you at Miskelly's find what suits your style and get instant savings up to $300 plus finance your purchase for 5 years with no down payment shop online and check out what's in stock or visit one of our showrooms make your house your favorite place to come home to with instant savings and no money down financing the low monthly payment will also suit your style make it happen at all Miskelly locations
0: the best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
5: This is the closing agri-market Report. At the close in our cotton exchange, December Cotton was up 499 to 119.84. March cotton was up 381 to 115.03. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were down a penny to 1248 and a half per bushel. March soybeans were down three quarters to 1258 and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up 10 and three quarters to 579 per bushel. March corn was up 10 and three quarters to 587 per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was down 42 to 128.85. February live cattle was down 32 to 133.90. January feeders down 340 to 153.72. March feeders down 317 to 154.22. And at this hour, Dow Jones is up 67 points to 35,886. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some
6: helpful knowledge. It's planting season in Mississippi, and our farmers are hard at work in our state's biggest industry. That means the roads may see some large, slow-moving farm equipment. It's important that everyone drive slowly, be patient, and stay safe while we feed Mississippi and the world. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office
0: or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it.
5: I'm a cotton farmer.
1: I'm BASF.
5: I'm made of grit, passion, and hands that never stop working.
1: I'm made of agronomics, innovation, and hands that never stop
4: helping. I I believe believe cotton cotton isn't a crop. crop.
5: It's a calling. I'm made to grow it. Protect it. I know this is important to my family.
4: Every family.
5: That's why I work harder.
0: Innovate better.
5: To make my cotton as good as it can be.
0: As protected as it can be.
5: I'm a cotton farmer.
1: I'm BASF.
5: We We create create chemistry.
1: chemistry.
0: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. The Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm.
4: Don't
1: throw rocks at Rock radio. Don't change the dial. We're just sprinkling in some Christmas cheer. I mean, it's basically Christmas season now. I know, I know. Thanksgiving needs to have its moment. So we will hold off, but I appreciate it. Yes, I'm one of those that's looking forward to Christmas music. Yes, I like when it's only in the time frame in which it should be, you know, enjoyed. Not one that could listen to Christmas music all year long, but I am getting excited. So these little bit of drops of Christmas just remind you that tis the season's on its way, and you've got something to look forward to. And I love—I just love—it's already coming in on the C Spire text line from Nope to Jeff and Oxford. Was like, yay, Rhino! And y'all know sometimes I have to twist his arm for these fun kind of things. Sometimes I don't, and so there's a little—you know—no matter what, you're awake. Either you're like, yes, bring it on. Or you're like, uh not what, yet. yet. <laughs> but either way. We have put a little jolt into your afternoon, and that is something good here on Good Things. And don't you, too, forget, too, that you can still plan a Mississippi getaway. Speaking of Christmas that makes for great gifts, everything you need to know is over at VisitMississippi.org. But not Christmas-related and not really necessarily Halloween-related, but it is November the 1st and 2nd related. And it is considered the day, which should be days, but the Day of the Dead and I remember hearing about this growing up, but it
2: Dia was de los
1: what you said, but it wasn't until I met someone of Hispanic heritage that sort of explained it better to me. And I thought, wow, this is really sentimental. It's very um, kind and it's very uh, a cool way, in my opinion, to sort of honor those that have passed on. And so while. For some of us, if we don't understand the tradition, the Day of the Dead sounds a little, you know, scared and attached to Halloween. But really, it's what we all kind of do anyway, like on Memorial Day. Or just on anniversaries of those passing, we tend to do it more throughout the year. But I don't think we take it to the, you know, extent culturally as as they do, where they will light candles or create um, sugar skulls or just skulls and decorate them as remembrance for those that have passed. But then they go the next step further and they will create. You know their favorite foods. They will celebrate with their favorite desserts. They'll sit around and share memories and talk about them in a very positive light. And it's not nearly as creepy or as morbid as sort of the term "the Day of the Dead" um, implies. Yeah,
2: it's much more a, a celebration of life.
1: Yes, and I thought, well, what a cool tradition to have a day where, especially. You know, over at least over the last you know two years here in the United States and 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 in the world, it's been it's been sad. But a way to sort of honor those that have passed, whether you know they loved uh, you know cheesecake or fried fish or I don't know uh, favorite candies or whatever it may be or activities, and you just take this day to sort of remember all of them at once instead of sort of in and in a very happy an enjoyable way and i think oh man of all the things that have sort of been in the melting pot that is america i wish this one would have gotten a little bit more universal for us all because i think something good could come out of that
2: well i think it's slowly finding its way into the melting pot that is america because i remember in elementary school we had spanish lessons and we learned about dia de los muertos around halloween in those Spanish lessons, but it was very much tied to Halloween because mm-hmm. it was elementary level. But if I'm not mistaken, didn't they make a Pixar movie, Coco, recently dealing with the Day of the
1: Dead and, and all this? Huh. If they did, I missed it the message <laughs> or I miss the connection which you know it's easy to do if you're not just blatantly explained to it because I think when you hear things like day of the dead oh, and then you just sort of brush it off and you're like no thank you because again it's we, we connected it to the wrong thing but then if you think about it tonight if you've recently lost someone that you love or maybe you still have a yearning for someone you know in terms of grief instead of the sadness taking over tonight for dinner make their favorite casserole or go to their favorite restaurant or just slide. Candle, share a good take this day, and it's two days really. Today in their um, Hispanic heritage is the older. I don't know what's considered older, but your more mature adults are celebrated, and then on the second day, children are celebrated, and so, or it may have it vice versa. I know there's one day for each, and then you just talk about them in a positive light and share good stories and keep their spirit and their memory alive. And I think that's really a cool and sort of good thing that no matter what your faith or traditions or heritage is we can all use a little bit more of that there would be no harm in it at all at all all right stick with us you got more coming up next with sports talk Mississippi from three to six but Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at two but until then I hope you all find time for the good things
4: good things for you and I. Good things for you